Last month, we here at Suggestive Gaming took a look at the notorious Grand Theft Auto 3D Universe's timeline. Today, we're going to take a look at both the HD Universe, containing all of the games after and including Grand Theft Auto 4, as well as the 2D Universe, containing all of the games released prior to Grand Theft Auto 3. So strap in, because we've got a lot to cover. Note that we will not be covering Grand Theft Auto Online, the multiplayer expansion to Grand Theft Auto 5, due to its ambiguous placement in the timeline stemming from its ever-evolving nature. We might cover its story in a standalone video in the future, once Rockstar is finished with it. Now before we begin, we do ask, if you enjoy our timeline videos, that you consider supporting us on Patreon. Suggestive Gaming is only a team of two people, and we buy and play through every single game we cover on our What You Need to Know series. And if you chip in, you'll be able to watch our videos early, listen to exclusive podcasts, and even directly control what games we play and cover in this series, among other perks. Now with all that out of the way, this is what you need to know about Grand Theft Auto Part 2. Our story briefly begins in 2004 in the Midwest city of Ludendorff, North Yankton. There, are three men named Michael Townley, Trevor Phillips, and Brad Snyder are robbing a Bobcat security money storage facility. Michael and Trevor blow open the vault and steal the cash, and the trio escape the facility while being flocked by local law enforcement. They are able to reach their getaway driver's vehicle, but he is shot by pursuing police. Michael is able to take the wheel and take the three towards a helicopter parked for their escape. However, after avoiding a police roadblock, Michael is forced to cross a train track, nearly missing an oncoming train that hits the car into a nearby tree. Escaping on foot, the men make their way through a town until FIB agent Dave Norton shoots Brad, killing him. Norton also shoots at Michael, who falls to the ground. After a short battle with the police, Trevor is convinced by Michael to abandon them to save himself. He then escapes into the fields, with police still in tow. Later, at a nearby cemetery, a funeral is held for Michael, with Agent Norton in attendance. However, in the distance, Michael watches the funeral himself, having struck a deal with Norton to fake his death at the agent's hands to kickstart his career in exchange for government protection for Michael and his family. Four years later, in 2008, we meet former Yugoslav army soldier and human trafficker Niko Bellic, who is coming to America by sea. Seeking a better life, escape from his former employer, and finding a fellow soldier who double-crossed his squad ten years ago, Niko meets with his cousin Roman in Liberty City. However, once in the city, Niko finds that his cousin had been overselling his lavish lifestyle. Regardless, he begins to work with Roman for his taxi service, eventually meeting Roman's girlfriend Mallory, who introduces Niko to a girl named Michelle, whom he begins to date. While working for Roman, Nico begins to make contacts within the Liberty City Organized Crime Syndicate. First, he begins working for Little Jacob, the head of the Jamaican Mafia, whom he establishes a friendship with. Shortly after, he begins working for Vladimir Glebov, a mafioso under Russian mob boss Mikhail Faustin, who tasks Nico with killing an associate of his named Ivan. At this point, Nico can decide to either kill or spare Ivan. Either way, shortly after, Vlad reveals that he had been sleeping with Roman's girlfriend Mallory, which angers Nico, causing him to kill Vlad. Meanwhile, Billy Gray, president of the Lost Motorcycle Club, is released from rehab and rejoins his brotherhood. The Lost vice president, Johnny Klebitz, had established a truce with the gang's rivals, the Angels of Death, by giving them Billy's motorcycle as a peace offering after his arrest. Billy orders Johnny and the Lost to steal his bike back, killing members of the Angels in the process, ending the truce and igniting a war. Elsewhere, Nico has started taking jobs from Faustin, usually involving killing one of Faustin's many rivals. One of these targets is his daughter's boyfriend, Jason Michaels, a recently patched-in member of The Lost. Billy convinces Johnny that the Angels were behind Jason's death, leading The Lost to storm their clubhouse, kill all of the members there, and steal the heroin they were holding inside. On the orders of Faustin, Nico kills Lenny Petrovic, the son of Kenny Petrovic, Liberty City's most powerful Russian mobster. 
another Russian, Dmitry Raskolov, meets with Nico to inform him that Petrovic will do everything in his power to kill him unless he kills Faustin to avenge his son's death. Dmitry sweetens the pot with a cash reward, and Nico complies by finding and murdering Faustin. However, when he arrives to collect his reward from Dmitri, he is betrayed by him and handed over to Ray Bulgarin, Nico's former employer in human trafficking, whom Nico escaped after a failed assignment that lost Ray a fair amount. Nico is able to escape this ambush with help from little Jacob, but Dmitri and Ray pursue Nico, burning down Roman's apartment and taxi business, forcing the cousins to move to the Bohan borough and begin working for drug dealer Elisabetta Torres. Elisabetta introduces Nico to Johnny, who is trying to sell the heroin stolen from the Angels of Death. Having found some buyers for the heroin, Elisabetta sends Johnny, Nico, and crack dealer Playboy X to a rundown apartment complex to perform the deal. Once there, however, Johnny recognizes some odd behavior from one of the buyers and tries to call it off. The buyer then pulls a gun and reveals himself to be an undercover LCPD officer. The trio are able to escape the sting, and Johnny takes the drugs back to the lost. Through Elisabetta, Nico meets Packy McCreary, and the two, along with McCreary's men, rob the Bank of Liberty. During the robbery, one hostage, Eugene Reaper, confers with a fellow hostage, Luis Lopez, to attack the robbers and foil their plan. Despite Luis telling him it's a bad idea, Eugene pulls a concealed gun and kills one of Packy's men, causing Packy to shoot and kill Eugene. Nico and Packy's men then escape through a subway station and make out with over a million dollars. Meanwhile, Billy arranges a deal with the Triads, who were the original owners of the heroin stolen by the Angels, to set up and take care of Johnny, whom he deems disloyal. Another lost brother, Jim Fitzgerald, learns of the heroine's original owner, and Billy arranges a new deal to sell it back to them, sending Jim and Johnny to meet with the Triads. However, once there, the Triads ambush the two, but they are able to escape, only to find Billy surrounded by police outside. Billy loudly accuses Johnny of setting him up in order to take over as president. This causes the lost to split into two fractured groups, one led by Johnny and another led by Brian Jeremy, who remains loyal to Billy. A civil war erupts between the two factions, leading Johnny to track down and kill Brian. Later, Johnny has to rescue his ex-girlfriend Ashley Butler from a group of drug addicts, and afterwards she explains that she owes money to Dimitri. Dimitri's men then order Johnny to kidnap Roman Bellick in exchange for them sparing Ashley's life. Johnny kidnaps Roman and delivers him to an abandoned factory. Nico is informed of the kidnapping by Mallory, and he makes his way to the factory. After a shootout with the Russian Mafia, he is able to save Roman, furthering the rivalry between himself and Dimitri. Later, Nico is called by Playboy X and asked to kill former business partner and friend Dwayne Forge, whom Nico had been helping to rebuild his life after prison. After leaving, Dwayne calls Nico and asks him the same, to kill Playboy X. Depending on where his allegiances lie at this point, Nico can choose which man to kill. Elsewhere, Johnny meets Ray Pacino, an Italian mobster through Ashley. Ray informs Johnny of a deal at the docks in which nightclub owner Tony Prince, along with his bodyguard Luis Lopez and boyfriend Evan Moss, will be buying $2 million worth of diamonds that were stolen from Nico's former employer, Ray Bulgarin. Johnny and the Lost ambush the deal, killing Evan and acquiring the diamonds. Luis is able to save Tony, who decides to turn his life around first by quitting drugs and paying back his debt to Maury Kibitz, whose brother Brucey is a friend and business partner of Nico's. Luis is able to work for Maury and eventually pay off the debt. Tony's sobriety is short-lived, however, as he has gotten back on drugs by his close friend Gracie, daughter of mob boss Giovanni Ancelotti. Coincidentally, Nico is tasked by Packy to kidnap Gracie, whom they hold for ransom. Meanwhile, Johnny stashes the diamonds in garbage bags, which are later collected by Nico to be taken care of until a buyer is found. Eventually, Bocino strikes a deal with the Jewish mob to exchange the diamonds for cash at the Libertonian Museum. 
Tony learns of the deal and sends Louise to ambush it, hoping to retrieve the diamonds in order to exchange them for Gracie's return. At the deal, Louise guns down one of the Jewish mobsters and retrieves the diamonds. Johnny, meanwhile, grabs the money and runs, planning to keep it for the lost. Nico escapes, but empty-handed. Pacino becomes enraged at Johnny's betrayal and kidnaps him and Jim, but they are able to escape. However, Johnny learns from Ashley that Jim was killed by Nico. Johnny plans to attack Ray as revenge, but learns that Billy has agreed to testify against the Lost as part of a plea deal. Johnny and the remainder of the Lost storm the prison, getting inside and finding Billy. Johnny finally kills him before returning to the clubhouse, burning it down to finally close this chapter of the Lost to start anew somewhere else. Now with the diamonds, Louise receives a call from Ray Bulgarin, who leads him to a rooftop with a box. Inside the box, Louise finds the head of the cook that stole the diamonds from Ray, who tells Louise that the diamonds belong to him. Shortly after, Ray's men ambush Louise, but he is able to escape. Meanwhile, Nico is able to find the two men he suspects betrayed his squad ten years ago, Florian Kravik and Darko Brevik. Florian informs him that it was Darko that sold out the squad to feed his heroin addiction. Nico then learns that his girlfriend Michelle is actually an undercover internal affairs agent named Karen Daniels. After working for their front company, United Liberty Paper, Karen helps Nico find Darko, whom he can once again kill or spare. Giovanni Ancelotti orders Luis and Tony to trade the diamonds with Gracie's kidnappers, but during the deal, Ray Bulgarin shows up with his men who attack Nico and Packy. During the commotion, Ray is able to escape, and Luis, Tony, and Gracie leave in a speedboat. Nico and Packy find the diamonds with one of Ray's men, who throws them into a nearby dump truck, losing them once again. Later, Nico is contacted by mob boss Jimmy Pejorino, who asks him to conduct a heroin deal with Dimitri, which he will pay Nico $250,000 to do. Nico is reluctant to do so, however, due to his animosity with Dimitri. Here, one of two chains of events can transpire based on Nico's decision. If Nico takes the deal, he drives to the meeting place but discovers that Raskolov has killed the people that they were supposed to meet with. Nico then steals the money and escapes, vowing to kill Dimitri later but uses the money to leave the crime business. Later, Roman is preparing to marry Mallory, and at the wedding, one of Dimitri's men arrives to assassinate Nico. Nico is able to thwart the attempt, but the gunman is able to fire off a shot, which hits Roman, killing him. Nico kills the gunman, then sets off with Jacob to find Dimitri. Once they find him, Nico witnesses Dimitri kill Pejorino before giving chase. After a long pursuit, Nico corners Dimitri on Happiness Island and kills him under the Statue of Happiness. Later, Mallory calls Nico to inform him that she is pregnant with Roman's child, whom Nico vows to take care of, ending this path of the story. Alternatively, if Nico chooses not to conduct the deal and instead go after Dimitri immediately, he finds him at the docks unloading the heroin. Nico kills Dimitri inside the ship's cargo hold, then leaves the ship and informs Roman. The day of the wedding, Nico arrives with Kate McCreary, Packy's sister and his date. Afterwards, Pejorino, angry at Nico's betrayal, drives past, shooting at the crowd outside the chapel, hitting Kate and killing her. Following this, Roman, Nico, and Jacob set off to find Jimmy. Following a lengthy chase, this time with Jimmy, Nico ends up at Happiness Island and kills Pejorino. Once again, Nico is informed that Mallory is pregnant, and Roman vows that if the baby is a girl, they will name her in Kate's memory. Regardless of which decision Nico makes, elsewhere Tony's clubs are closed after he forgets to pay his debts due to the other events at hand. Louise is summoned by debt collector Rocco Pelosi, who informs Louise that the Ancelottis have made a truce with Ray Bulgarin and blame Tony and Louise for all the mishaps with the diamonds. Rocco offers to spare Louise and his family as long as he personally kills Tony. Later, at one of Tony's clubs, Rocco and his uncle Vince arrive, and although Louise initially points his gun towards Tony, he changes his target quickly and shoots Vince in the head. 
He then threatens Rocco, but Tony stops him, claiming that Pelosi is a made man. Tony and Louise then head off to ambush one of Bulgarin's heroin deals. There, Louise kills Bulgarin's bodyguard, who informs him that Ray will be leaving the city by plane shortly. Louise then drives to the airport and jumps onto the plane while it lifts off. Inside, he kills Ray's henchman and finally confronts him. Ray pulls out a grenade, warning Louise that if he shoots him, the grenade will detonate, killing them both. Louise takes the risk and shoots him, jumping out of the plane while it explodes and parachuting back to the city below. Later, Louise meets Tony at the park, where the two decide to continue running the club together. As he leaves, Louise bumps into a homeless man named Jerry Kapowitz, who falls into a pile of trash. Louise helps Jerry up, but after Louise leaves, Jerry notices the diamonds laying amongst the trash. He takes them and runs off, planning to use the money to move to Vice City to open a gun and liquor store. One year later, in 2009, we meet Huang Li, the son of a triad boss who was recently murdered. Huang is tasked to fly to Liberty City to deliver a sword named Yu Jian, won by his father in a poker game, to the new patriarch of the family, Huang's uncle Wu, also known as Kenny. After touching down, however, Huang is ambushed and shot. Believing him to be dead, the assailants take the sword and dump Huang's body in the water. Huang wakes up and escapes the car and rushes to inform Kenny that the sword has been taken. This frustrates Kenny, who had planned to offer up the sword to Sin Yao Ming, the triad boss in Liberty City, in order to secure his position as his successor. Huang begins to work for several triad members in order to keep Kenny's business running, as well as working towards finding the sword. However, after a deal gone wrong, Huang is confronted by crooked LCPD undercover detective Wade Heston, who offers to help Huang find the sword as long as he can get a good bust to help boost his failing reputation. After investigating a Korean gang, Heston plants a bug and learns that a splinter group called the Wonsan Nudong's leader is a police informant who is responsible for the sword's theft. The triads threaten to kill Huang after suspecting him to be the informant, but Kenny arrives and convinces Sin to give them time to find the real rat. After working with the Angels of Death, the Korean mob, and the Mafia, Huang gets no closer to finding the identity of the informant. He then works with Heston to hack into the FIB servers, which reveals two names, Triad member Zhao Ming and Sin Sun Chan. Disgraced that his own son had turned on the Triads, Sin steps down as their leader, appointing Kenny in his place. Huang then sets off and kills both suspected informants, despite them both claiming their innocence until their final breath. Shortly after, Heston informs Wong that the data they received was actually incorrect, and tells him that he has learned of a meeting involving the leader of the Wansu and the real informant. Once arriving at the meeting, Huang is shocked to find that the leader and man responsible for his father's death and theft of the sword was none other than Kenny. After a chase, Kenny is cornered by Heston and Huang at Sin's residence, and reveals that Sin had asked Kenny to retrieve the sword, offering his position as leader of the Triads in return. Knowing that he would have to kill his own brother to get the sword, Kenny set up an elaborate plan to do so and subsequently framed the theft of the sword on the two other Triad members. Kenny finally gives Sin the sword, but he does so by stabbing him with it. Huang finally engages his uncle in battle and eventually emerges victorious, successfully avenging his father's death. Afterwards, the FIB and Internal Affairs show up to arrest Huang and Heston, but Heston reveals to them that he had been deep undercover the whole time, and the bust is his. Sin, impressed with Huang's loyalty, entrusts him with being the leader of the Triads before he is arrested. Heston then orders the FIB to arrest everyone in the building except for Huang, whom he refers to as a good kid. Four years later, in 2013, we meet Franklin Clinton, living in the San Andreas city of Los Santos. Franklin and his friend Lamar Davis work for Simeon Yatarian as repossession agents who take cars back after their owners default on their payments. 
Eventually, Franklin is tasked with retrieving a car sold to Jimmy DeSanta. He sneaks into the DeSanta's home and steals the car back, but on his way back to the dealership, he is held at gunpoint by Jimmy's father, Michael Townley, now going by the name DeSanta after being relocated by Agent Norton. Michael forces Franklin to drive the car through the dealership showroom, and afterwards becomes friendly with him when the two bond over their criminal dealings. After witnessing his wife having an affair with her tennis coach, Michael and Franklin chase him to a house in the hills. Enraged, Michael tears down the supports to the house, destroying it. As he later finds out, however, the house was far too extravagant to belong to a tennis coach, and the true owner, Mexican drug lord Martin Madrazo, arrives at Michael's house to demand restitution. In order to raise the money needed to repay Martin, Michael returns to his old criminal ways, enlisting Franklin and his old friend and accomplice hacker Lester Crest. The three hatch a plan and assemble a crew to rob a jewelry store. Meanwhile, Trevor is still alive, now living in Blaine County, where he witnesses a news report about the nearby robbery. After realizing it was Michael's handiwork, Trevor comes to the conclusion that he must still be alive. Shortly after, Johnny Klebitz arrives and confronts Trevor for sleeping with Ashley, whom he reunited with and took to San Andreas before they both went back to using drugs. After Johnny pushes him over the edge, Trevor throws him to the ground and stomps his head, killing him. Knowing the Lost will come after him for their leader's death, Trevor decides to take them out and take over their meth business. He and his partner Ron Jakowski take care of this, while another man, Wade Hebert, is sent to find Michael. Trevor then decides to start a partnership with the Triads, but they instead go with his rivals, the O'Neill brothers. This enrages Trevor, who kills most of the O'Neills and destroys their house, ending their business. Afterwards, Trevor receives word back from Wade, and they head down to Los Santos to confront Michael. Michael is initially scared for his family's safety when Trevor arrives, but the two quickly begin to work together to stop Michael's daughter from appearing on an embarrassing reality show. Setting aside their differences, Michael and Trevor work together with Franklin to commit various robberies for financial gain, as well as tasks for FIB agents Dave Norton, Steve Haynes, and Andreas Sanchez to prevent their arrests. The FIB's main motivation is to undermine internal affairs, including Nico's former girlfriend, Karen Daniels. All the while, the three main players' individual lives start to spiral out of control. Michael's homicidal tendencies cause his family to leave, Franklin is forced to rescue Lamar from a rival gang, and Trevor falls in love with and kidnaps Martin Madrazo's wife, Patricia. Eventually, Trevor is able to piece together the truth of what happened in North Yankton in 2004, and he flies back there with Michael in pursuit to dig up Michael's grave, finding Brad's body in its place. Trevor, having been tricked to believe Brad was still alive by the FIB, leaves Michael to be captured by the Triads. Franklin is able to rescue Michael, and the two are then tasked by Agent Haynes to infiltrate the FIB building and delete incriminating evidence they held on him. They do this and take the opportunity to delete the information held on the trio as well. During the debriefing with Michael, however, chaos ensues, as Sanchez is revealed to be working for a rival agency led by United Liberty Paper. Haynes kills Sanchez, and Michael narrowly escapes with the help of Trevor, who claims that if anybody's going to kill Michael, it's going to be him. The trio, along with Lester, plan one last score, robbing the Union Depository. They succeed in robbing over $200 million worth of gold before splitting ways for good. However, very shortly after, Franklin is approached by Haynes and Norton, who tell him to kill Trevor, as well as billionaire Devin Weston, who wants him to kill Michael in retaliation for double-crossing him over the course of the events prior. This leaves Franklin with three choices kill Trevor, kill Michael, or save them both in an apparent suicide mission. If Franklin decides to kill Trevor, he and Michael chase him down before he crashes into an oil tank, which Franklin ignites, burning him to death. Franklin then ceases contact with Michael and returns to his former life. If Franklin decides to kill Michael, the two drive to a secluded spot where Franklin chases Michael up a water tower. Although he pleads with Franklin, claiming he was like a son to him, Michael is eventually pushed off the tower and falls to his death. 
Franklin then leaves to return to his former life. If Franklin chooses the third option, he saves both Michael and Trevor, and the three collectively put aside any differences and work together, splitting up to eliminate their various adversaries. Michael kills Franklin's rival gang member Stretch, Franklin kills triad boss Wei Chang, and Trevor kills Steve Haynes, later heading to Devin Weston's home. There, he kidnaps Weston and puts him in the trunk of his car. He drives the car to a meetup spot where Franklin and Michael join him. They then push the car into the ocean, killing their final rival together. Trevor and Michael settle their differences, and the three men agree to stay friends, but decide to stop working together. As the three separate, we see the end of the Grand Theft Auto HD storyline, at least for now. Now, while we are done covering the 3D universe and the HD universe, you might be wondering about some of the older GTA games. Due to their nature, we don't really have much to cover, but for completion's sake, let's take a look back, way back, at the Grand Theft Auto 2D universe. Starting in London in 1961, we meet a criminal working for the London mob. The player works with Harold Cartwright to wipe out rival gangs and build up his own gang's reputation. Eight years later, Cartwright's gang is still going strong, despite several events with secret agents and international terrorists. Eventually, the player is tasked with killing Cartwright for The Firm. The Firm then leads the player to the Crisp Twins, London's biggest kingpins, whom the player kills to take over the London Crime Syndicate. Nearly 30 years later, in 1997, we meet a new criminal in Liberty City, working for Bubby Saragliano. After several jobs, Bubby claims that there's too much heat on the player and sends him to San Andreas. There, the player works for Uncle Fu and helps him build up his crime family. Later, the player works for El Burro before being sent to Vice City. There, the player is called by a police officer named Samuel Deaver, whom they are forced to work for before meeting brother Marcus, whom, again, the player works for and pleases. Things get a little hard to cover when it comes to this one. In either 1999 or 2013, depending on who you believe, we meet a criminal named Claude Speed in Anywhere City. There, he completes several missions for various gangs to build up his reputation in the city. And with that, we've covered every Grand Theft Auto game besides online, which hopefully we'll get to in the future. If you enjoyed this trip through GTA, then you better subscribe to Suggestive Gaming, follow us on Twitch, and leave a like on this video if you've made it this far. Also, leave a comment letting us know what other video game storylines you'd like to see us cover. We also have all kinds of social medias that you can find in the description, so go follow those. Huge thanks to our current patrons, Steven Castaneda, William Mathers, and some grass clippings.